You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from the middle of the night. Brandon and Travis are taking naps, and we're going to do our own little episode. It'll basically be the same as any other episode. We like podcasting. And this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. For starters, there's no way I'm doing that gravelly voice the entire episode. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> no problem, Travis. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon, and welcome to our show, our show which celebrates everything Rick and Morty from the unimportant to the very important. That's right. That's our new subtitle coming to you. Today we we premiered it today. We've been planning it for months, right. and finally, international RSS mm-hmm. from the important to the unimportant and everything in between. <laughs> international RSS, international RSS, and to do and and let us know about all of the important and unimportant things over on our social media. Travis, you know how to find us, but maybe folks <laughs> don't know how to find us. You can go; they could be lost out on on the interwebs just. Searching, searching relentlessly, no idea how to use a Google or a no, Bing. Nope, nope. And, uh, and so that's why we're here. We're here to help you they out. Might, if you they... want to find us, you want to connect, head over to Twitter, yeah. at Rick and Morty Pod. Boom. Over on Facebook, facebook.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Boom. Or over on Instagram, Rick and Morty Podcast. You can also email us your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, your ideas, uh, your theories over at Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're over on the internet, uh, Reddit is is the front page of the internet and we are there Boom. at rickandmorty.reddit.com or our subreddit rickandmortypodcast.reddit.com you can also find us uh our actual show site is rickandmortypod.com no cast no cast, no cast. nope uh <laughs> we're streaming live to you and all of you watching over at twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm uh if you missed the live stream on monday night don't fret it's okay. You can head over to youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm, like, subscribe, comment, do all those things over there, um, catch video versions of all these podcasts. Uh, maybe you love the show. Maybe. Maybe you've been a longtime listener. You want to drop a couple of dollars in the virtual tip jar. Head over to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm and uh, yeah, support the show directly. Thank you to all of our patrons who for your continued support. That's You're right. Wonderful. Yeah, to your your continued right. support. You you sought us out, and and we can't thank you enough for that. Uh, just like the Chicago song, I've been searching for so long to find an answer. Uh, you found the answer, and you found that answer within us. Uh, within Patreon.com. <laughs> Patreon.com. Uh, so yeah, I think we we've got a I think we've got a a, a stellar episode coming out uh, later There's today. No way to know, really. There is really no way to know. But um, how, how's everything going with you? Everything good? Things are fine. Powerful. Things are good. Just Rick and Morty. We are we are right in the the midst mm. of a season now. It's it's the 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 early like excitement has worn off and now we're just right in the grind baby yeah, <laughs> yeah. week after week episode after episode <laughs> um and it's all good uh we're having fun i'm enjoying it what about you 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 feeling loose you feeling, yeah feeling excited to talk nope. about this episode nose to the rick stone they say um they they that is that is what they say they've said it for the years uh aristotle i believe is the first one to have mentioned it uh in a, on his treatise on peace among men 
Um, but it's very, very, right. very good reading. I recommend it. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm 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 excited. It's it's it, things are going good. We'll talk more about it as we go. Um, okay. in whatever, whenever we decide to, move whenever we do things like, I don't know, have our first segment, which is, and will always be semi pertinent news. semi-pertinent news that is right we are talking semi-pertinently today uh, i apologize for the uh there, there's a lot of noise uh, floor in there uh <laughs> I, I i like i i half-assed recorded it on the guitar and i was like ah fuck it it's gonna it's gonna have to be good enough because i'm not gonna do it again do it again um all right Great job. Here we Great go. Great job producing actual music. <laughs> here, here we uh, go. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll keep them under 15 minutes moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, I, uh, yeah, I had to, I had to edit that. Sorry. 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 It's right. Uh, it's a collaborative process. Please go to uh, job, right? Apple uh, podcasts and uh, let me know in reviews uh, how that works. Okay. So our first update, multiverses update. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, this is a real, real quick one. If you haven't been playing uh, multiverses of uh, WB game uh, with all the Warner Brothers properties, uh, we've talked about Morty being a thing. The game is like Super Smash Brothers. So for anybody who knows what that is. Um, but anyways, Morty's there. Rick is now officially on his way. I mean, he was officially on his way before, but there was a little teaser trailer not too long ago uh, where Wonder Woman and Rain Dog, uh, a character made just for the game, were fighting each other. And then all of a sudden a portal shows up and then some Meeseeks start to start attacking. And then Rick comes through the portal. So he is coming soon. Uh, no release date quite yet, but it should be just right around the corner. Um, so, yeah, that's your that's your multiverse update. Great. Yeah, I, th I think it's important also that we share with the fans that um, while online, you continuously just annihilate me at the game multiverses. For some reason in person, uh, when we're sitting on the same couch, I got the upper hand. I'm just going to I'm going to say it. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you're going easy on me. You want me to feel good like a guest in your home. But <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, I I can't explain why it is exactly when you're at my house uh, with a knife uh, right <laughs> right at your side, why I, you somehow Let beat me. me. <laughs> my kid said that to me the other day. We were playing some game, and then he's like, he got upset because I beat him. He's like, can we play again? But just this time, let me win. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, that's not good. That's not how this works. That's not going to happen. Um, but anyways, uh, speaking of this isn't going to happen, we're not going to skip this next segment this week. No way. We are going to talk about the Reddit post of the week. Uh, this Reddit post of the week is brought to you by Pastor underscore Gains and past or uh, the O being a zero and then an underscore gains um anyways uh the title of this post is i haven't seen any love for the best joke of la of this season uh or, or uh, sorry best joke of last episode uh, it has 4.5 thousand upvotes 472 000, uh views 97 percent upvote rate and received the silver award uh and it is it is uh for jerry when he's putting the 
jigsaw puzzle together of the horse and he's he's working on that last little piece <laughs> it's the horse's eye he's like ro rotating around and he puts it in and he goes oh and he's just so excited that's 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 it that is that is what we got there yeah i i think it was hilarious there's a lot of comments top talking about how it was hilarious perfectly timed um i i think there's just something about season six and some of the one-liners, some of the subtle jokes that they've thrown in for Jerry this season. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know exactly how the writer's room works. If, if certain people like just pepper in ideas for certain characters, you know, if it's 100% collaborative or what. But Jerry just feels like he's being written at a different level <laughs> this, this season. Yeah, like, yeah. And... Um, just some of those, I don't, I, maybe they've just dialed in exactly the right amount of like, uh, de not depressing, but like mediocreness for Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's just, he's impressed by lame things and he's a, a few seconds slower than everybody else. Uh, but this is definitely a, a great joke. Yeah. I, I think, I think, uh, we'll talk about Jerry a little bit later in the actual episode, uh, kind of along those lines. Cause I think, I, I honestly, I think depending on how the season continues to go, I think we may end up talking about Jerry actually having like a, another Jerry, uh, deep dive episode. Uh, I, I think no, I'd be down for that. I think yeah. it might be a good thing for the off season to, to do maybe relook at all these characters, uh, up till season six. But, uh, anyways, Congratulations to Pastor Underscore Gains. And now we're moving on right through our semi-pertinent news over to our favorite segment, Travis. Your favorite segment, your favorite musical number, the Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Social media. Hey, All right. That's good. Um, good. Good. <laughs> that's good. It. So good rhythm. Percussion today. That's what it is. Uh, that's what you need. That's what you. That's your problem, right? You. You. You're not. You're not a harmony. You're not a melody guy. No. You're. Not you're a singing guy. You're much more of like a like a ooh like offbeat clapping kind of like <laughs> a syncopated a syncopated rhythm exactly. guy. That's what you're looking for. Uh, uh, can somebody check for me what the record is for how many musical disses uh, somebody can have in an offhanded <laughs> comment in, in one sentence? Uh, just wondering uh, for no particular reason. Anyway, Dan Harmon Social Media Minute. Here we go. Uh, Dan Harmon's over on Instagram. And this is a post uh, from the last week. It is an image of an $80 Tyrant Razor V3 <laughs> titanium utility knife. That's right. Uh, and uh, the the caption on this is what really sold me. Uh, Dan says that he scrolled price high to low on box cutters. It's tempting. I've always resented the way boxes sit on my porch, silently mocking me, flirting with Cody and their fancy box language that they <laughs> <laughs> invented to make me feel stupid. Well, who's stupid now, box? I've got an $80 box cutter. So answer me, who's stupid now? <laughs> oh wait what if it comes in a box uh and there you go there you go um 80 dollar box gutter that's that's seven episode deal kind of money or 70 episode deal kind yeah of yeah Some, sometimes you know when you go to like a store and you're like ah should i should i splurge on the name brand or, or like the high quality or you're like no you know like these like for like new knives new kitchen knives right there, there's sure. there's part of you that wants to spend a grand on like really good knives. 
really good ones are going to last forever. You take care of them. They're going you know, to they're, just... they're gonna last. Exactly. exactly. You know, they, they might be a lifetime guarantee. But then you get to Sears. <laughs> Sears. And you're like, you look at the knives. And you're like, man, I'm, I'm just going to cut steak. I don't. I don't need, I don't need fancy things. Oh, I'm just chopping onions. <laughs> this, this, this $14.99 set with no knife block should be fine. Yeah. Or, or you just like, you're like, ah, I don't need all new knives. I'll just get one. I'll just get one, uh, like cut pairing knife. That should, that should, that should suit me for a while. I'll make it work. I'll make it work. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's the Dan Harmon social media minute. Uh, everyone follow at Dan Harmon over on Instagram. If you want to see what he posts, um, and that's it. That is that is a very quick, succinct, uh, semi pertinent news this week, so that we have plenty of time to discuss this week's episode in a segment we like to call the main thing. It's a main thing. There you go. I made that one shorter for you, Travis. Yeah, yeah, I want I want to get some get get some delay. Okay, look, we don't need, I don't need to comment on every song I do. Okay, it is now time for the main thing, everybody. That's right, it is season six, episode four, Night Family, uh, aired September twenty fifth, twenty twenty two, written by Rob Schraub. Rob Schraub, directed by Jacob Hare. This is his eighth episode of Rick and Morty, guest starring Rob Schraub. You can hear his voice out there. You can hear Tom Kenny, and you can hear Nick Rutherford. Uh, Schraub and Rutherford do the robots mainly, and Tom Kenny does Gene. Um, our bra, no- well, the Bronopsis, bruh. I'm scared. <laughs> And our synopsis, this is actually our synopsis. I, I had the option to steal, but I didn't do it this time around. Integrity Tra- first. Look at this guy. Serves for self. Our synopsis, who hasn't wanted a version of themselves to do all the mundane stuff? I know I have. I know. I know. Oh, I, I could just take a nap and have somebody record this podcast for me. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Come on. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> hey, welcome to the podcast. Um. Yeah. So we got us. A, we got us a Shrub episode. Yeah. Right. Um. The last Shrub episode, where credit credited written by Rob Shrub, mm-hmm. uh, was the Planetina episode, uh, from last season. Uh, initial thoughts. I you you got you got the heads up that this was a, a Shrub episode. I think uh, like the Friday before. Yeah. Any any expectations? Anything that you were uh, hoping to see before before the episode aired? Um. Well, as soon as I saw that it was a Shrub episode, I saw that I was called it was Night Family. Um. And and then also the Bronopsis. Uh, which is it's something that Adult Swim pushes out there for for their synopsis for the episode, uh, and you see it on Hulu and Amazon or wherever you, you see it. The bra, I'm scared. I'm like, okay, that this gonna be this gonna be interesting because it's Shrub. I know he's a big horror fan. Uh, like he wrote for wrote a couple episodes for Creep Show. He's been into all that that stuff over the years. So I'm like, okay, yeah. oh Monster House. Him and Harmon wrote the Monster House movie back in the day, um, and so I'm like. All right, yeah i i have I have high hopes, but I, I still kept them tempered a little bit. Um, what what about you? What about you? As far as Rob is concerned, uh, I mean, I I I get 
high expectations from a Schraub episode. And I think that the incorporation of Schraub on the actual writing staff for Rick and Morty um, is, is a highlight for me. I, I think going back and listening to Harmontown podcasts and that's really, that was really my first like exposure to Schraub and Schraub's personality. And then seeing that play out through Dan's Instagram and different things, um, just like his style of humor and his, his offbeat nature at times. Um, I, I just get really excited because I'm interested to see what he's going to bring to an episode. What, what's going to be different. Yeah. And, um, he brings a lot of himself, uh, into, into the material well, as well. Yeah. So, and like the, like yeah. the Planetina episode, why well, like, I like that episode of season five a, a lot. Uh, it's not, it's not everybody's favorite episode. Uh, some people actually put it at the bottom of season five, which, which I disagree with personally, but, um, it was it was different. It felt different from all the episodes uh, of the series so far. It, it like just tone to, to, uh, with tone with character. It seemed different. And so I I expected to feel something different coming into this episode, which in fact it did feel very 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 different to uh, other Rick and Morty episodes, uh, being much more as we've talked about, kind of alluded to before, like horror themed. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, well, I and you, for 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 those listeners that are not aware, uh, I am not currently uh, watching the episodes as they air. Right, I I've I've purchased the episodes, um, so I don't get access to them until like much later in the evening. Uh, so when you're watching it live, I'll I'll chime in from time to time. Hey, how's it going? What do you think so far? And you talked a little bit about it being a horror episode, and I was like, all right, right up Brandon's alley. This is. <laughs> This is his ball of wax, as, as it were. Um, and obviously, like, Schraub has um, been a fan of horror for a long time. So the fact that he's the one writing this and, and pushing this genre. What did what did you think about the show kind of stepping away from the, the typical format, right? There's no A or B plot structure here. It's, it's one contained story. Um, but leaning into those horror themes and, and, and what jumped out to you that made this sort of highlight some, some typical things that you would see in a horror film. Well, I mean, what was super cool to me, I mean, just to, just to start off the episode with that, that, that title card, which felt yeah. like, which just felt like a, a silent film or, you know, even like a James Wan type, type of thing, or the conjuring or whatever, uh, like to start off with like a, like a creepy quote, uh with like the you know the not the cigarette burns but like the the hair and the, the classic film uh yeah. like uh, when it talked about the sleep when it, uh, knowing that it's a night family episode like my initial thought was like like it was going into like cabinet of dr caligari from uh i think 22 or something like that german expressionism like this old ass film uh talking about somnambulist which that's something that they refer to the machine as later on. Um, I was like, okay. And then, and then it cuts from that quote directly into like, there's no music. It's just Beth in bed. Uh, everything about the episode, not everything, but like a lot of the episode was very uh, like the, the, the art, the, the way the, everything was framed the use of the shadows, uh, the synth work, the the music work uh, with with Elder, uh, you know, like, and I, I think they they mentioned 
um, in the inside the episode wanting to do like a John Carpenter type the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And and it felt like that. It all it all really felt like that to me. Uh, it wasn't scary necessarily, but it had those elements. Let, let's talk about that because I I put a comment in our in our first draft of the show notes where I was like, oh, yeah, it dips into this horror genre, but it wasn't very scary. And your and your response to me is not all horror has to be scary. Our friendship is over. And then uh, and then I asked, are you baiting me? Are you baiting me? Is that what, what's happening? And your answer was yes. I am baiting yes, you. I am. Um, but but let's talk about that because for for people maybe that either don't watch a lot of horror films or they're not as familiar with the genre, what what do you mean by not all horror has to be scary or like what what is it? Other than people that just expect like horror to mean scary movies, what other aspects of the genre do you feel help define that and were maybe um, highlighted in in the way this episode was produced? Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> I yeah, the thing about like horror films is like you know even like watching Goosebumps as a kid or Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like some of those were scary. But some of them were were clearly not right. Some of them are just like suspenseful things. Uh, there's all these different subgenres. If you ha- you have a, a David Cronenberg, right, which which falls within the the body horror aspect of things. That's not that's not scary. That's just like creepy and, and makes yeah. you your skin crawl a little bit. Uh, talking about John Carpenter, I, I wrote down the thing. I wrote down Escape, Escape from New York. Sorry, that's not that's not horror. That's just it's a Carpenter. By the way. Escape from L.A. is kind of a horror film, but because it's don't get me started on. It. OK, uh, <laughs> Prince of Darkness is that one is a creepy movie, uh, not out and out scary. And then in the Mouth of Madness, which is uh, just this kind of like uh, Lovecraftian, uh, like just Thulu type type stuff, uh, you know, and, and you can go you could go the exorcist route or you can go. um I don't know, killer clowns from outer space, uh, which, which our kids love, right. Which is kind of more silly. Yeah. Like it, it's everything in, in between. And uh, so although this episode didn't have, wasn't like out and out scary things like summer <laughs> scraping the night, summer scraping that plate of crusty food into Rick's mouth and forcing him to eat it against his will, covering his mouth, his eyes watering and him swallowing that, that is that is a horror thing right yeah, right there. No, for sure. And the, and uh, and that you got a reaction also, from it, right? Oh, absolutely. And um honestly from from the the beginning and it's something that of the horror films I've watched, right? And um one of the things that I like is when there's like an early scare or something or like it, something something that that gets the viewer like a little bit out of their comfort zone and not knowing what to expect. Right. And so within, you know, the beginning of the episode, before we even get to the t- the title sequence, Beth goes downstairs because she can't sleep because, you know, Jerry's snoring and things like that goes to fall asleep on the couch and then huh, right it right into the frame. Right. Like <laughs> yeah, Rick's yeah. doing a sit up, the jump scare, Ooh. the jump scare. Um, it caught me off guard. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's Rick. Um, and, and that to me was like another bit of like a nod to that. Like, all right, we're not, we're not going to set out to try and like scare you throughout this whole episode, but we're going to honor 
you know, those things that people love about horror movies and um, and still tell a fun, funny Rick and Morty story while exploring all of those sorts of concepts as as the resident horror guy of the podcast <laughs> do you feel like they did a good job with the genre do you do you are you satisfied with it or i mean i i don't think this certainly isn't the first time that they've touched on the genre and i i doubt it will be the last but how do you feel like as a, as an episode that leans all the way into it um are you happy with with how they did it well i what i'm really happy with is that they 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 stuck with the tone throughout the whole thing, right? They they didn't sure. they didn't yeah, yeah. they didn't it never well uh, I'll, I'll I'll say I'll say they never just because that's that's the word I use they they never really go into like silly Rick and Morty stuff for the most part, right? Like they they stick with it's horror. It goes maybe into like horror action a little bit towards the end there. Um, and then it has that, like going back to John Carpenter, like where it doesn't really have a happy ending going in, into the credits. It's like a, yeah. is a happy ending for the night family? It's not really a happy ending for the regular family. The Chaco Taco. Uh, uh, so like in, like, uh, I, I referenced like the thing at the end of the thing, spoiler for a movie that came out in 1982, woo, 40 years, uh, you know, the, it, uh, uh, Kurt Russell and uh, Childs, who is in Rick and Morty, uh, uh, David, you know, Keith David, uh, they're sitting at the end and they're looking at each other in this burnt down little uh, little camp encampment in the Antarctic. And they're just looking at each other, suspicious of which one of them is or isn't the thing. Right. And that's how the movie ends. It's not a it's not a happy ending. Uh, Prince of Darkness. They're like. I think we just released the devil in the mouth of madness. Uh, Sam Neill uh, goes, goes crazy and Cthulhu takes over the the world. Um, like it, there's, there's not a happy ending to it. So I, I love that they stuck with that. Uh, and then the night family went on vacation. Uh, and then, and then the, and then the twist is that they go bankrupt. So, <laughs> yeah. So what, yeah, so to, to answer your question, I do, I really like that they, they stuck to their guns and uh, didn't turn, didn't switch gears like midway through the episode, like I'll say, uh, like Sex Slut Dragon episode did, where it started one thing and then it, it there was a jutting uh, kind of to split there, and then they went a completely different direction. I'm glad they didn't do that for us. Okay, oh. good. good, yeah, good. yeah, good, good. good. <laughs> um, uh, beyond the horror themes, there's some other themes that are, uh apparent throughout the episode one of those things is summer's latent resentment for rick um there's there's an argument that could be made that uh her even though it's not on the surface and and for most of the series we've we felt like summer has really looked up to rick um there's there's something deep down in summer that makes her resent him or dislike the fact that rick can be very dismissive of Summer and Morty, really, but uh, mostly with her. Um, and that plays out in the night version of Summer, who ends up being the quote-unquote big bad of this uh, episode as as the the one sort of in charge of the night family. Um, what, did you, what did you think about that uh, direction that they took the episode? And, and did you, were you 
did you find Summer to be a convincing villain? <laughs> uh, I, I, I did. Uh, so to answer that first question, that last question first, yes, I, I did. Um, it was interesting going in the social media space, Instagram. Uh, we should have a Spencer Grammer social media minute. Uh, not going to, but we should. Um, we should give her some of dance time because she's out here. <laughs> sharing reels of, of recording sessions and stuff. It is, yeah. it is, it is very semi-pertinent. Um, but she, she talked, she showed some video of her, uh, doing pickup pickups, uh, doing re-recordings. Um, and she also talked about like this being, if not her favorite, like one of her favorite episodes of, of the season. Uh, so with that information kind of armed with that information, knowing it's a scary, <laughs> scary episode going into it with Shrab, I kind of, was expecting this to be a, a summer heavy episode anyway. And so I was looking for that more so going into it. Um, it and so I thought, I thought it was pretty successful to, um, to, to have, to have her become that, that, that bit, the big bad, so to speak. I watched it three times total. Um, I paid more attention the second time around, even more attention the third time around, uh, third time after I'd watched the inside the episode um, to be like, okay, oh, okay. I see, I see what Shrab is talking about with like your night person is different from who your day person is. And sure. so uh, going back to that whole aspect of season, season one, episode six, where Rick says your opinion means very little to me. To, to summer and then that callback of summer's night summer saying that to rick being like rick's rick's version of him at night very much respects summer's opinion which is exactly how uh she was able to take control of him um which yeah. which is not which is not necessarily something that's that's expressly said in the episode itself but you then pick up those pieces and start to infer that from all that information the the season premiere this season talks about the Jerry Barry and and Rick has a, a meta line saying, ooh, deep cut or something, right? Mm. Um most of us know of or can can easily remember the Jerry Barry. Did you pick up on that? Your opinion means very little to me. Like that I did not pick up on that until after the inside of the episode. Uh when I was like, oh shoot, yeah, that is a callback to 10 years ago <laughs> it is uh, i i did not i did not pick up on that um in you know in the live chat in the discussion post over on reddit i didn't see anybody else pick on up on that yeah uh i'm not saying it didn't happen because there's a lot of folks posting there but i i didn't really notice anybody notice that which you know i think it, i think it's incredible that they went all the way back to season one to come up with like a little bit of a character uh arc or progression um yeah in season six from like a fairly throwaway line we talked about it with the premiere again but i think the show is doing a lot more and maybe maybe there's more rewatches in the writer's room or something but going back and really exploring the show all the way back to the first season and doing a lot more of that internal referencing to to build those threads, to connect those dots between early episodes and what we're seeing now. Um, that, I mean, just a kudos to the, the writer staff for, for putting that together, for, for pulling that line and, and giving him, giving that meaning to a moment where it is a big reveal that 
summer is not summer, but it's night summer pretending to be summer. And um, and they the big twist of that episode. <laughs> yeah. And they and they foreshadow that moment early on in the episode when Rick first introduces a synambulator, uh, where they all want their night people, and he's like, no. And then she starts giving him the silent treatment. And he's yeah. like, what is it? Like, no, nothing. Tell me what it is. It's foreshadowing the fact that he does care about her opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, it, I, like, I think that's a very, very clever thing. If you go back and rewatch that moment, like, okay, that's that's they're setting the seeds up there uh, to, yeah. to show that change. Very good. One other big theme from this episode, rinse your dishes. Just <laughs> it takes two seconds. You, you know, I rent I rinsing dishes is important is important. I I rinse my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. Am I sure. uh, I don't I don't know how many other people do that. Maybe we should take a poll. Um well, we I, should, yeah. Make sure to respond over at Rick and Morty Pot over on Twitter. <laughs> Let us know your dishes preparation uh, yeah. procedures. Mm-hmm. Um we're 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 a pre dishwasher rinser family as well. Even though big dish, right? They they tell you don't rinse your dishes. Just put them right in there. Let the detergent do the work. I, I don't trust the detergent. I don't. I don't trust. I don't trust. And the other part this is, is why we're in a drought in California, Brandon. <laughs> it is very very true. And the other thing, the thing is though, right? You put your dish in, and it's it's got food. And it's like, don't rinse your dish. Just put it in there, and then we'll wash it. But then it sits in there because you're like, but the dishwasher is not full. And so I'm not going to. It makes it harder to wash <laughs> up. I'm not going to run the dishwasher with like two plates in there. Uh, so like, let me just rinse the dish off, put it in there. And then eventually when it is full, then I'll run the entire dishwasher on a 30 minute cycle. Not a long cycle. I don't need a long cycle. Just a 30-minute cycle because I already washed them. <laughs> it barely even have to be clean. At that yeah. Anyways, okay. All right. Again, distracted. Yeah. All right. Moving uh, on. Moving I have on. A question. One I have a question. last thing. Oh, I have, go ahead. I want to. I want to. I want to introduce in, introduce this, Travis. I want to introduce okay. the, this this thought. Right. We talked about we talked about the horror concept. We talked about uh, kind of you know the 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 camera work, the the audio. Um, the episode feels different. Uh, so I wanted to ask you, uh, coming, you know, how do you feel about this kind of different feel of the episode. Do you think it works? And uh, do you, even if it doesn't work, do you want to see episodes? Do you want to see them take more risks like, uh, like this? Yeah, I, I think the episode does work. Um, I, I think it's about expectation management a little bit, right? Like uh, you go out to the dance floor, you know, all your steps and then your partner, you know, throw something wild at your face and it, 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 you're not ready. You're not ready for it. But then you're like, oh, I see what we're doing. You move with it. You're having a great time. Guilty right? as charged. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of these things or whatever. Um, anyway, so we, we as, as people that cover the show relentlessly, we've watched episodes numerous times before talking about them. I think there is a level of expectation for us in an episode that there's going to be an AB plot. It's probably going to reference some sort of pop culture thing. There's going to be some sort of adventure and there's just like, there's certain notes, right. That you, that you expect to hear in a Rick and Morty episode. And when they, when they diverge from that, 
it can be jarring at first, but these also end up being, I think, some of our favorite episodes over time, whether that's a vat of acid and, and I don't know, interdimensional cable is, is something we always go back to, but that that follows some of those same story arcs, but then also moves away from some of the other ones. Yeah. Um, Rick Lantis mix-up is another example oh, yeah. of something yeah. where great. they go in a very different direction than what we're expecting, um, but it really pays off. And I, I think this was a cool, I don't know, like experimental version of an episode. Do I want every episode to be this? N- not really. But I think one or two over the course of a season is a nice way to break up the the feel of a season and allow the writers, not and not just the writers, but the directors, the entire staff, the animators, the voice actors to do something different, mm-hmm. experiment, be creative, and produce an episode that you may not have normally gotten if you just stuck to a, a strict set of rules. Right, right on. That that that's the right answer. Um and Good. if this Thank were a you. test, you, you'd be certified. You you've got yes. your got your Rick and Morty cert Murdy Rick and Morty certification <laughs> added to my LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. Uh for the the Rick and Morty Institute. Uh <laughs> now you just have to you just have to pay your dues. Uh you got your your continuing education. <laughs> Got my continuing education units through season six and seven that I gotta that yeah. I gotta maintain. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, so a couple a couple things that we noticed that we're gonna get into our favorite bits here in a second. Uh, a couple things noticed in the chat uh, here in the Twitch chat, also on the discussion post. There was a lot of reference to both Jordan Peele's movie Us uh, because there are the the others um, in that film. Um, so that that was one kind of reference, a lot of reference to the Apple TV show Severance uh, with Adam Scott. Um, now I have not watched Severance, Travis. I don't think you've watched Severance. I haven't watched it. I, I I'm I'm familiar with the premise, but I have not unfortunately gotten to watch the show yet. Um, so I'm not going to spoil anything. But I did read basically what was going on with that that show. Uh, so there, there's some similar stuff going on. Uh, a lot of folks are being like, oh, obviously, this is a severance episode. Um, what I will say to that is, especially on the inside of the episode, uh, Harmon and Shaw both allude to him coming in very early on. He came in, what, season four? Um, and being like, hey, I want to do, we should do a horror-themed episode. And, uh, in, you know, that's, that's a long time ago. That's 2019, um, which is, you know, it might be the same around the same time that severance was starting to go into production. Um, it just happens to be an ant Z, a bug's life or a volcano Dante's peak situation where it just yeah. happens to be, they come out at the very, very similar time. Uh, because, Hey, you know, you, some, in animation, especially, you can't just be like, oh, unless you're South Park, something just came out. I want to spoof that. Um, sure, so I sure. just want to point that out. I think us may be the, the closer one in that case. but And most of season six has been written for a long time, yeah. considering they're on like season eight. That's that fair. Writing right now. So that's fair. Yeah. Tramps, that's fair. A lot of lead time in these. Um, all right. So those 
those are sort of the thematic elements uh, that were up for discussion. And anything else with the overall theme before we we get into some of the specific bits that that we enjoyed from the episode? No, I I, th- I think I think we covered everything. Uh, maybe not everything, but we covered a lot of, of stuff that I think we sure. was important to for us to cover in the episode. Yeah, the the importance of make sure you talk to your family and friends about what their latent <laughs> resentment might be for you, uh, and and express your latent resentment for them, Travis. Yeah, while doing the <clears throat> dishes. Um, all right, let's get into our favorite bits. <laughs> yeah. Little bits. Little bits. Uh, you you mentioned that that title card at the very beginning, right? Yeah. Um, you you were saying it was an homage to to what to I, I, what uh, movies? Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. Very uh, okay. Here's, here's what I got out of the title card. <laughs> is I was I was getting Monty Python and the Holy Grail vibes, mm. right? Because because it starts very dark and sinister, right? This like intense quote, and by the time you get to the third sentence, it is nonsense, and it's it's talking about hoo haws or something. It's yeah. talking about t- yeah, you know. So the, the quote, and then T. S. Eliot. The quote as, as, as the the quote is this: When you're alone in the middle of the night and you wake up sweaty and scared as hell. Of hell as hell. When you're alone in the middle of the bed and you wake up like someone hits you on the head, you had a nightmare dream. <laughs> there's something. Oh, there's something about cream in there, right? Uh, and you have and you have a hoo ha. I I copied and pasted this from a site that got it wrong. But anyways, yeah. it talks about uh, like you have a nightmare cream or something like that, and you have yeah. a hoo ha. So it it goes crazy. It goes like whoa. Okay, all right. It get, gets kooky. And then says T.S. Eliot right at the beginning. But that is an actual T.S. Eliot quote from one of his like uh, p- series of poetry. Um, and like T- that whole thing is an actual credited T.S. Eliot quote. Yeah, yeah, it's it's actually something he wrote way back in the That's day. Hilarious. Uh, wow. And okay. we all know, we all know that T.S. Eliot is responsible for what is the crowning achievement of pop culture in the 20th century, and that's Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. Because he was the one who created, you know, this whole, uh, uh, this whole cats and genicals, genicals do. Oh yeah, Genicals Jellicles do. Jellicles can because Jellicles do. <laughs> Jellicles do because Jellicles can. Um, yeah. Okay. Which is very horror esque in itself. So that last line is, "You've had a cream of a nightmare dream." That's right. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. a cream there of a nightmare go. dream um all right so we get we get that uh <laughs> we, we get that initial title card uh and then it drops us right into the the episode uh beth and uh jerry are in bed jerry's snoring and the what seems like the most shrub of ideas and i apologize to any of the writers if they came up with it first but Beth decides she's going to count sleep or count sheep using her sheep counter app. And the app literally just has a sheep jump into the screen and then you type one enter. <laughs> it's just it's just the most nonsensical app. And I absolutely loved it. I that has that has to be on the app store by now if it's not already. Right, uh, search for sheep counters. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I mentioned the T.S. Eliot quote. I love that a little bit later in the episode, Jerry comes out saying like, Ooh, and I got the hoo ha's, uh, just, just calling, calling back to that, that quote there. Uh, the, uh, I love the 
background and callbacks throughout the episode. Not all, obviously the uh, your opinion means very little to me, uh, but also in the the chase scene, you wrote this down. The Uto truck is is on the freeway as they're yeah, as they're chasing like, around. like a very premiere episode callback with Uto. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, something I noticed I noticed on initial watching, and then I I paused it through the subsequent rewatches was when you're in when they're in Rick's room. He has a bunch of stuff hung on his wall. Uh, among those are, are I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're supposed to be like portraits or if they're like hand drawn. But we see yeah. Mr. Meeseeks. We see uh, Prince Nebulon from the uh, uh, the uh, the the episode where they're in a simulation of a simulation. Yeah. Zar- a sim- is it Zargerians or something? Yeah, the Zargerians. Yeah, yeah. Zargerians. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then Doctor Xenon Bloom uh, is also up there on the wall. I think there's one more yeah. character. I forget which one it is, but. There, yeah, there's they're just all like kind of like strung together with like conspiracy theorists, you know, reckless abandon. Um, Rick's room is a is a very weird uh, <laughs> sort of uh, exploration of the character as well. Um, something else from Rick's room that I put in my favorite bits is his rooster alarm clock, yeah, uh, which uh, has a little chamber. Uh, an egg falls out of the top. It immediately grows into a rooster, which crows turns to ash and then is flushed out of the bottom. Um, what was interesting to me is upon rewatching the episode at the beginning of, of it. Um, yeah. At, in the first morning scene as, as they're doing like an establishing shot on the house, you can hear a rooster crow to, to signify that it's morning, but then you can subtly hear the like, kind of like burning ash falling <laughs> away sound afterwards, which you would never pick up on no. the on first viewing, but no, seeing that scene later to me, that is that is just an amazing little detail that they added. Yeah, for 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 sure, for sure. Um, the uh, uh, I I when they are now with the day family are slaves to the night family, and and night and Beth is burning all the movies. I was. I didn't quite get the gag the first time and I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, what is the significance of the one that she saved? And then, so then upon rewatches, oh, okay, okay. Got it. She's burning all of the movies with the word day in them. Uh, and she saves Talladega nights. So independence <laughs> day, groundhogs day, hold on to that Talladega nights, <laughs> but Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fire. Gotta get rid of it. Can't have it. Um, Lobster boxers. Lobster boxers. Yeah, it's uh, what's the the ab podcast, right? Okay, so we're gonna talk about this for a second. Um, from from the trailer for the series, Brandon and I have been looking forward to whatever Rick and Morty are podcasting about. Obviously. Rick and Morty meets podcasting is sort of, you know, near and dear to our hearts. Um, So the entire scene, they're podcasting in the garage, which I love because we started our podcast in a garage of all places. Um, The ad read was hilarious. The fact that they they're not whores because he's not going to say wobble of a dub dub, but they're reading like. A, a cheesy uh you know ad read for for these boxer shorts my, my um, shorts even have the, the raccoon man from that one movie 
Chewbacca. <laughs> that's that's I, I love Chewie, but I want to only refer to him now as the raccoon man <laughs> from that one movie. You know what, what's great about that little little ad read is that seems like such a it, it seems like such a perfect encapsulation of what an ad read is like when you're when you're reading off a script and you're trying to be like like funny but still be corporate because you're selling a product like not to give maybe i will give us credit like that's something stupid that we would say (laughs) like saying chewbacca like it's it's a it's a a low-hanging fruit of a joke to say i know who you're talking about you're thinking of you're thinking of rock or raccoon but i'm gonna say a different furry animal (laughs) chewbacca right um anyways throwing this out there it's also the second time we've referenced chewbacca and rick and morty that's right gary and uh at sleep jerry and sleepy jerry you want to go see chewbacca (laughs) (laughs) yeah chewbacca is getting a lot of love in this show Uh uh um all right we we talk about the alarm clock uh, we we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but that subtle silent treatment manipulation that the family gives Rick uh, in order to force him into turning them into night people. It's just it's just interesting to see how much Rick can be manipulated by the family and how like aware they are that they have the power to to get him to do what they want him to do uh, if they play their cards right. Um, I think I just think that's funny. And and then shoving food down his mouth, and then him eventually throwing up, <laughs> saying "Baby Jesus, Baby Jesus, oh, Baby Jesus." Uh, <laughs> once uh, once they get their 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 night people powers, their night family powers, um, Summer decides to use her her extra time to learn Spanish and get really good at Spanish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, She's not great at Spanish. Uh, her uh, her pronunciation uh, for for certain vocabulary words uh, is a little bit off. Presidenta. Um, I, <laughs> well, like it's like it's just like off enough, right? It's the right <laughs> amount of like not completely using the wrong words, but still like maybe that high school level Spanish is is what you're working with. Yeah, yeah. That that night summer is just as lazy about. <laughs> learning spanish as as day summer is this uh, cool little gag uh let's see uh just that spanish uh the real quick thing like in that same scene uh morty being like hey can i show you want to see something and then him unzipping uh below camera and then the way that they frame that shot like it's perfection yeah 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 but it's his bowling ball uh out of his bowling yeah. bag uh the i as a, a Terry Gilliam fan, I'm glad that uh, you, you talk about Monty Python. Uh, Terry Gilliam being right there, reference Night Summer covered in all this Terry Gilliam. When she's <laughs> she's like, it's uncomfortable. He's like, it's supposed to be uncomfortable. You're supposed to yeah, stay awake. I, it's, is it like uh, steel wool that it's made? Like I couldn't <laughs> tell. Like, and then she's got like like an itchy the, sweater. The, the do quill m- mashup. The yeah. the things holding her eyes open. High heels. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, it was like very, very it, bizarre, like a mix of like because he did Brazil, he did the Time Bandits, uh, Twelve Monkeys is a, the other one, right? So like, very uncomfortable. Uh, the the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Oh, it's all it's all it's all over there. Um, oh, let me let me pick let me pick those up for you. Real quick. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying. You're like, what has he directed? 
uh, Monty Python stuff. He does all the animation pieces, and he's not British. Yeah. That's the strangest fucking thing. Anyways, okay, yeah. The so non, the non Brit of of the Pythons. Um, ev- um, everyone get behind my abs. <laughs> <laughs> the way Morty loves his abs in this episode, it's 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 like a one gag for Morty, but he just he uses it throughout the whole episode, and it's pretty solid. <laughs> um, right after that, um, as they're, as they're huddled in the corner. Uh, probably a good minute and a half after the reveal that it's actually Night Summer. <laughs> Jerry gasping. She's Night Summer. And a thank you, Jerry, from Beth, right before they get pummeled with uh, tranquilizer darts. Uh, there's, there's one last uh, favorite bit in here. I'm going to let you say it because I'm going to say this for my next... I want to say this for the next uh, little segment. Go ahead. Okay, well, for me... Uh, when she, when Summer jumps out of the perfectly good cop car and it careens off the road, uh, it, it first hits a gasoline storage or something, then a dynamite museum followed finally by dry leaf storage, which has the biggest explosion of anything. Um, and just seems like a really uh, irresponsible set of, set of buildings to, to keep all on the same block. <laughs> but, uh, I thought it was, it's just one of those like overt, shrub silly stupid things that's just like all right if, if a gasoline you know plant wasn't bad enough and a dynamite museum wasn't a step further into absurdity dry leaf storage is is, is the <laughs> pinnacle so yeah 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 uh mulch is also what it's known as uh okay so you know that those are some of our, our favorite little bits uh some of the other best worst worst parts of the episode uh, you mentioned the dry leaf storage, the gasoline factory, and the TNT. I'm actually, I'm actually going to put those. I, I, we haven't talked about worst parts in a while in, in the show. Sure. A little bit earlier, I talked about like they they never kind of stray away from that that tone of the the horror film. There's a couple parts that that do get away from it a little bit for me. That is. That is this part with the gas TNT and dry leaf factory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and also the part where. Uh, night summer gets launched into a bunch of cardboard box <laughs> some guy selling cardboard boxes in the middle in the middle of the night so like those things are like simpsons-esque gags to me okay. and and those don't those felt out of place for even just a even like a regular rick and morty episode they felt if, if, I, they, I i kind of relate them a little bit to um like the what was it season was it season four or season I think it was season four where Rick and Morty are fighting the president and they um they're going through like the the basement of the yeah. White House and they're like running through there chasing J- each other and, like, you see, like the moon landing <laughs> and all this like random like conspiracy theory type, oh, type mm-hmm. stuff. It's just these like quick one off gags where yeah, there's they're not like important to the story, but it's an opportunity to just throw some some jokes out there throughout throughout this process. And so yeah, it it does it does divert from the horror theming a, a bit, but for me I I got a chuckle out of both of those things that you mentioned. So I I liked them. Yeah, it just it just, it seemed like a weird uh weird gag placement uh with from an otherwise great episode. Um, what did you think about them not once but twice driving under the swing set and missing the children that were in mid swing? <laughs> no, I like that. 
I, I, I like <laughs> I like that 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 part because uh, the kids were just so happy about it. They just kept yeah. swinging away, and I'm like, oh, look at them, oblivious to the realities yeah. and horrors of this world. The horrors. Yeah. Uh, um, the fact that Jerry we, is a pen pal with himself. I, I this this is something that we should have talked in the in the main thing. Uh, and and oh, and we talked about very early in the episode about wanting to talk about Jerry. I think we talked about it in printed news. Is like they are writing him lamely, but in such a they're not making fun of him anymore. They are, but they're not right. They're yeah. they're like, see, he's stupid, he's dumb, but guess what? Like he is resolving issues in Jerry esque ways that are that are saving the family so yeah like yeah. so so sweet to have him be the one like like <laughs> you're using your night your night self to do be a pen pal and that's what gets them out of this situation it, it just speaks so much to the character of jerry though right like who's so desperate for friendship and and meaningful companionship that he's like i'm just gonna write to the other version of myself <laughs> And and we'll both have someone who likes each other, right? And but the fact that like that results in a version of Night Jerry who has empathy and uh feels for the Knight family yeah. to the point where he's willing to sacrifice himself to 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 help them out and help them escape. Uh, it's it's really funny to me how that plays out as they're doing all of the switching back and forth between the night and day versions of themselves, and Morty just starts like instinctively beating up Night Jerry, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm on your team, like I'm on your." He's like, "Oh yeah, that's right, you're you're one of us." So and yeah, and, and it, yeah, and like going back again, uh, Shrab saying like, "What what is how is a, a person different from their night version?" Uh, and we see that Jerry is essentially who we who Jerry is is who Jerry is at night at day. He is just he's a good person who is not the smartest tool. He cares, yeah. but he's you know, he's, not, he's not necessarily competent. And I think that's 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 a great way to really show like he is who he is. You're getting what you get. Uh, Jerry Jerry rocks. Unapologetic Jerry fan. This, this could potentially end up being. A Jerry season like we may look back at this and and really look at how much Jerry's been featured and um, I'm curious to see how he is how much he is or isn't utilized throughout you know the rest of the season too yeah 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 all right uh we talked about your opinion meaning very little to me that that season one callback talked about the raccoon man from that one movie Chewbacca. Um, so those are some of our best and worst parts. Uh, th that is our thoughts on the episode. But, uh, you know, there's there's people in our Twitch chat, uh, people that are going to be listening to this online later. We want to know what you think. Um, make sure to chime in, uh, comment on the video if you're watching on YouTube. Leave us a review or hit us up over on Twitter. Let us know your thoughts. Did you like this episode? Did you like that it was a, a departure from a, a typical Rick and Morty episode? Or did you not get it? Or was was it not a favorite? Um, I, know, I know some folks in the chat, uh, I think I think Omar saying that uh, this was one of his favorite episodes of the season. Uh, so, I mean, we're basically getting a semi-perts here. So, <laughs> artificial transition, semi, or not semi-perts. Uh, <laughs> Listeners to George Um But uh, Nikki Chuck, uh, 
longtime listener, first time chatter over on mm. on Twitch, um, agreeing uh, with you that those Simpsons esque bits felt out of place, uh, but saying that this was the best Jerry episode, uh, and that they finally had to stop rolling their eyes at, at Jerry and appreciate his utility. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful that because there is a lot of Jerry hate right out on out on Reddit and and on social media. Um, I don't know. We we were kind of Jerry apologists on the show, and uh, and and appreciate him for what he is. So yeah, I I like I like that he's he's getting a little bit more appreciation. We this we, we talk about it throughout our our podcast over the years where we we compared ourselves to characters and we we you know we're like ah oh, yeah yeah like you 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 were always associate yourself with Jerry. Everybody wants to be a Rick, right? Um, but then. But then going into season three, season four, everyone realizes, yeah, maybe that's not really who any of us are. Like we shouldn't be, we shouldn't strive to be that. Uh, yeah. if, any, if anything, we're we're all a Jerry, <laughs> and sure. and and to to kind of appreciate that we're all stupid in our own ways, and we're all cowards, and we're all strong, uh, and we all love and care about things in our own different ways, uh, even if it on the outside it looks like. Uh, I'm a virgin on Facebook holding a golden Rick head, right? Shout out to whoever <laughs> posted that about you. Uh, one additional short out that I have uh, from Twitch, Pins Pants. Uh, thank you for Pins following Pants. over on Twitch. Appreciate it so much. Also, have a good day, Face. Thanks for being in the chat, <laughs> even though you don't watch this show. Um, yeah, any other short outs you got? Uh, I think I do. I I did not write them down. So uh, anybody who's uh, uh, <laughs> peace among Ricks always hits, hits, hits us up on, on Instagram. Uh, she actually hit us up on Sunday before uh, and, and sent the link to um, Spencer talking about, you know, her being excited about playing this character tonight uh, on the, this last episode. Um, of course, uh, scary Terry uh, chase out there on, on Twitter, always, always hitting us up too. So um had nothing specific necessarily from them. Sorry, you probably sent we me just, something. We just love you guys. Sorry, you guys love are all you. Awesome. Okay, bye. Um, anyway, that, that, um, that's all. Yeah. Good. Uh, if you <laughs> want to short out, just say hi. Say hi at any of those links that we said at the top of the show. Um, or leave a comment. Um, but you're all awesome. We really do appreciate all of you. I can't believe this next episode will be episode five of the season. Already, already almost the halfway point for, for season six. So, uh, I don't know. It, the 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 days are long, but the years are short, Brandon, as, as they say with uh, you know, raising children and watching Rick and Morty. That's so, deep. Um That's deep. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> T. S. Eliot said that so uh that's that's our show thanks for listening thanks for watching we're gonna go hang out and do a twitch only post show right now if you want to be a part of that uh hang out on twitch monday nights at 9 p.m eastern uh, and until next week i'm travis and i'm brandon thank you so much for listening Bye. we'll see you later rinse your dishes